doctrine of heaven. We need to get back to the fact that, you know what, our citizenry is someplace else. It is not here. The things of earth need to go grow strangely dim, listen people. They need to grow strangely dim. They need to pale in comparison to what's awaiting us. A little while ago, Patrick talked about the things that we suffer. I forget even what it says. I can hear it in my heart. I kick it out of my mouth. There's just a small afflictions compared to the glory that will be revealed. Say that loud again. Listen. I have a. I don't have a gut. I labored and toiled all week long trying to come up with a message. My heart was full, but I couldn't get it on paper, and I couldn't put it in any form. That could, and I didn't get—I I didn't even get a chance. I'm not gonna have a chance to use it all day. But listen, it's in here, so it's just gonna come out. All right, that's just, that's just the way it is. If you came for technology and a PowerPoint, forget about it. Listen, one day Jesus will wipe every tear from every eye. One day, all will be right. No more sorrow. No more sickness. No more disease. One day, there will be perfect light and no more darkness. One day, I'll be able to sing like an angel. Won't that be great? (laughs) Huh? One day, One year ago today, many of us sat in this very room. We had a celebration of life service. One year ago today. For an incredible pastor, incredible loving man of God, Father, who right now is in heaven. Who right now stands at the line the finish line and he looks down the corridor of life and he's looking at us and he's going come on come on listen he's waiting for us his charge to us is to keep running his charge to us is to keep going There have been days I felt like quitting, but every day I feel like quitting, I see him standing there like a third base coach going, come home, come home, go, go. I see him there. And boy, I am chomping at the bit to get there. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, we eagerly await the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. We eagerly await There used to be a time in my life I would be petrified and fearful of what might happen when I die, what might happen if he comes back, where am I? No more, people. I'm not worried about that anymore. I want to be there. I want to get there. C.S. Lewis wrote in Mere Christianity. I can't can't pair for, I I, want to pair, I can't say it exactly. Basically, he said, the reason we can't fit in 
The reason why things don't seem right here is because we are not made for this world. Quit trying to make everything fit. Quit trying to, to, to be like everybody else. Quit trying to get what everybody else has got. Quit try. Listen, you're not made for this. You are created on a, for a higher calling. The Bible says, Philippians chapter 3, there's a high calling of God in Christ Jesus that God is calling us heavenward. The New Living Translation says, Oh, heaven, heaven, listen. C.S. Lewis also wrote, the one thing that makes us ineffective is we've forgotten about heaven as Christians. I heard somebody say one time, and I think they're exactly wrong, you can be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Absolutely not. If you don't have a big enough lock on heaven, you'll never be mounted to anything here on this planet that's eternally significant. You better have a lock on heaven, because if you don't, you're not getting. You're not going to get as many people there. You're not going to. You're not going to be as productive as you can be. You're. You're. You'll be so caught up. The Bible says it's the cares of this life that reach up around the Word of God and strangle it and pull it down into the dirt. Matthew chapter thirteen. In case you're keeping notes, I don't have any notes in front of me, so I don't know where I'm going. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 that there's a great cloud of witness waiting for us in heaven, Chad. Penny? Going like this. Sean, there's a cloud of witness cheering us. Looking down saying, go, go, go. Heaven is our home. This place is not our home. Why don't you sit down for a minute while Patrick plays? You guys just feel like I'm wearing y'all out. We'll get to the normal stuff maybe later. Heaven. Can I borrow that? Can I borrow this right here? Can I sit down here for a minute? Right now, the Bible says we should lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven where moth does not corrupt, while rust does not destroy. You know the treasure I'm thinking of in heaven right now? Hey, Rick, there's this big gym in heaven. His name's Bill, Bill Saltz. He's waiting at the finish line. Hey, Tommy, there's a lady named Pat waiting at the finish line, waving her hand, saying, come on, come on. Think about it. There's Julie Oldacre. I got two grandpas standing there, sitting there right now waiting on me. One of them used to be a pastor, and I can't wait to see him again. I haven't seen him since I was five years old. I'm waiting. I can't wait. Think about right now you have treasure in heaven. Who are they? Because treasure in heaven is not stuff. I mean, there is stuff in heaven. Amazing stuff. My points are going to be, there are three things about heaven that get me amped up. The first one, and the most menial of all, is the physical stuff of heaven. And it's awesome. They pave streets with gold. Is that pretty sweet? 
They build walls of gemstones. They make gates out of one giant pearl. Okay? The city, the Bible says, is as wide as it is tall as it is deep. I read somewhere, that, let me encourage you. Jeanette passed a, a book along to me last week. And that's what got me amped up sitting in Tim Hortons. I got to go on. If you have not read Randy Alcorn's book about heaven, you need to go buy it like today and just make that your diet all week long. I'm just saying. He talks about what heaven will be like. And I, I sat there reading that book in between a physical therapy session and, and, and a prayer meeting with, with some other pastors until I just couldn't stand myself anymore. I was just trying to grab a cup of coffee, eat a muffin, and just kind of be normal. And I couldn't find the capacity to be normal. I know you guys find it hard to believe that I probably have a hard time being normal. But he talks about in there that there's a river of life, listen, that flows down through the middle of the place, right out of the throne of God. Can you imagine being able to take a cup and just dip right in anytime you wanted to? Jesus said, the water that I give be so you don't thirst anymore. Can you imagine actually physically drinking that stuff he was talking about? Can you imagine? The Bible says there, there's the tree of life. And it goes down, I don't know how it happens, but it's, it's on both sides of the river. And there are 12 fruits on the thing, and it bears its fruit every month in its season. It does not wither away. It's, it's, its fruit is for the healing of nations. Can you be imagine being by the river of life, being able to reach up and go, <laughs> and just eating that? Just the physical parts of heaven would be incredible. There's a the throne of, I mean, you just, wow. But you know what? To me, that's like, that's just the first tier. That's not even the most important reason for me to go. I think that's awesome. I can't wait. But that's just, that's just, okay, whatever. That's good. I like the fact that Jesus is preparing a place for us. But you know what's one of the bigger things to me, next, the, the, the upper, up the list of ways, is there's going to be some fantabulous reunion one day. Huh? One day, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting about verse 13, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, about those that sleep. Don't you be ignorant. Don't you be sad. He said, I don't want you to sorrow as those having no hope. It's okay to grieve. I've been grieving for a year. My wife can attest to it. I probably have two breakdowns a week, probably, don't I? There are just times I just get just hits me. It's all right, but I don't sorrow like I don't have any hope. See, one day, we who are alive at the trump of God are going to be changed, 1 Corinthians 15 says. It says we'll all be changed. The dead in Christ are going to rise, and we're going to meet him in the air with them. There's going to be this great, great reunion, man. This great, can you imagine what that's going to be like? Huh? Think, begin to think of those jewels that are there right now. You've got family members, you've got friends. Maybe you've got somebody you personally got a chance to lead to the Lord who's going on ahead. And you know what? They're going to be there. Listen, to me, that beats going to the, the amenities of the place altogether. The amenities are going to be great. I'm going to get past that. But you know what? Getting to live forever with people that helped me through life, that prayed for me, that, that, that taught me. And never have to be separated again. Dude, whew, that amps me up. I'll tell you what happened to me and Tim Hortons. I was reading this book. I, I, I had 
physical therapy from 7 to 8. Had to be to premiere at 9 in town, so I just stayed. Went to Tim Hortons, got a cup of coffee. Sat down with this book, started sitting there eat, reading, and I just found myself man, emotionally just getting ate up. I started to cry sitting in Tim Hortons. And it wasn't because I was sad. It was because I could not wait. Suddenly, heaven just became really real sitting there in Tim Hortons. And about a year ago, I got this old, this old car that only has a tape deck in it. So you don't know what a tape deck is. They're like these little cassette things. They were before CDs and, and MP3 players and stuff. And they had little tapes that kept music on them. Anyway, I had, and so because I had that, I had these old tapes, these old, and I had a, and last year about this time, I was into an old Russ Taft tape, and I just listened to it over and over again. And there's a song in there that talks about, I still believe. And about a year ago, that was really like, I needed that. And he, by the time Russ Taft gets to the end of the song, he's pretty much screaming those words, I still believe, I still believe, through the pain and through the grief. And he's just screaming. And I would just, man, it just, it would eat me up. This is no lie. I am sitting in Tim Horton's. They got the Muzak playing overhead, and there's all kinds of old 80s tunes playing on there. And don't you know that Russ Taft's voice came over to Musac? And I remember just sitting in there going, no way. No stinking way. And at that point, it began to erupt, and I thought, I just bowed my head because I thought, these people are going to think I'm completely crazy. I'm about to lose it up in here really bad. And God began to charge my battery, man. Oh, heaven is so real. What we experience here, this is virtual reality, okay? The things that are seen are temporary, the Bible says. The things that are unseen are eternal. What we see here is not reality. This is virtual reality. Actual reality is what's taking place in heaven. Are you with me? This heaven we talk about is the real deal. It's the real thing. And by the way, if you want to get there, Jesus looked at the disciples every time he had to prepare a place for them. He said, you know the way. Thomas says, hey, 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 hey. We don't know how to get there. Jesus looked at his disciples and first in John 14. He said, listen, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You want to get there? No one comes to the Father but through me. Let's get that straight. I know that's not politically correct. I know some people don't like that, but I didn't say it. Jesus did. He's the king. He's the sovereign. So if he said that's what he means. Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Anyhow, I get kind of amped up about stuff like that. Because not following him is what messes everything up. And not doing things the way he said, do them, messes things up. Think about, look, think about the jewels that are there right now. Bob Green, somebody shouted this out during the first service. Robin Steely, whole and well and loving Jesus, probably more than he did while he was here. Huh? Who else? Somebody said, somebody said earlier, Lorraine McNeil. Remember Lorraine? Raymond's wife. I bet she's dancing. Huh? Pansy Creechbaum, Danny Pettit. Oh, man. It's getting important to get to heaven now, folks. Huh? Some of you might have children or babies who've gone ahead. They're waiting for you. They're at the line, too. Come on. Come on. Come on. All kinds of reason to get there suddenly, huh? All kinds of reason not to give up. 
All kinds of reason not to throw in the towel. All kinds of reason to keep moving. All kinds of reason to start populating heaven and depopulating hell suddenly, isn't there? Huh? Suddenly, it's important. Huh? I'll tell you how important it is. We are made for that. I know you guys are shocked. I was going to show a movie clip this morning. Some of you probably haven't seen it because like, there's three things in a movie. The last movie is like three hours long. So you may never made it to the last scene of the movie. Lord of the Rings has three movies. The last movie is like three hours and some odd minutes long. The first two are at least are like close to that long. The very last scene of that trilogy, you find Bilbo Baggins and Frodo and Gandalf and three other hobbits standing on the shore of the sea. The elves are about to take them in this storyline to the afterlife. And Bilbo's kind of the dude who looks like he's ready to go. He's old, he's aged, he's lived his life, it's time. It's just time, everybody knows it's time. And He walks up and the, the one elf motions to him. The sea calls us home. And suddenly this little decrepit man, suddenly you see his back spurting up. He looks around and he goes, I think I'm ready for another adventure. He starts to walk towards the ship. Then Gandalf comes. He's several hundred years old, so it's his time. He's old and gray-haired, and he's done his job. And everybody's saying goodbye, and he's saying goodbye to his friends, the hobbits. And he said, "We're our friendship ends here." He tells them not to weep, though, because there's a new life waiting. And he turns to get on the ship, and he walks towards the ship. He turns around and looks. Frodo, it's time. The other three hobbits turn and look at Frodo like, what's going on, dude? It's, are you sure it's time? It's not, what is he saying? Frodo looks at Sam and he says, Sam, we set out to save the Shire. And the Shire is saved. But not for me. Just a young fella. Doesn't seem like he's lived out his life. He pulls out this book, this burgundy leather-bound book that Bilbo had started writing in, that Frodo had written in, and he turns to Sam and he says, Sam, it's time for you to finish the chapters of the book. I know we all got different thoughts, but I watched that video clip this week, and I begin to think that so many of us, where our pastor was concerned, thought it's just not time. What is he saying? We turn around like the hobbits went, no way, huh? No. The amazing thing about they're all crying. They're all, the hobbits are messed up. And Frodo goes to walk on the plank to go up into the boat. Just as he begins to take that step over into the boat, he turns around and looks. And he looks back at his three friends. And he smiles. And then suddenly their tears begin to lighten up. And they begin to smile back like, yeah, we know that's where he, he's longed to be there. He's done what he's, yeah. A year ago in March, I was, I didn't realize I was having such a, so I didn't realize the weight had gotten on me. One Monday night, I was sitting and I was laying in bed. I was trying to sleep and I had this dream. I had this dream that we are like in this big mass, a bunch of people from Church Triumphant, and we are 
we're going someplace. There's like a mob of us. And it's like this big, busy district. Like there's cars zooming by. And the closest thing I can think of is like that interchange up there where Total, Total Mall is, a Total Crossing Boulevard. You know what I'm talking about? Just stuff zigging in and out everywhere. <laughs> we're kind of going across this park, trying to get where we're going. And in his normal fashion, we're coming across this parking lot. And all of a sudden, this silver Buick LeSabre comes cruising into the parking lot. <laughs> Stops on a dime. Gets out of the car, runs across, smiling as big as he can. There's Pastor Eric. And we all start to run. And he's smiling. All of a sudden he goes, I don't he could do that. Whoa, stop. They're like, what? And he said, it's okay. Looked at me and said, it's okay. Where I am, you can't be right now. Don't come over here. It's okay. But I want you to know, let, let, let you know it's all right. I'm okay. Things are good. He stopped us, and we all kind of stopped. I'm like, wow. And just like Frodo, I thought that was Pastor looking back going, I'm there. It's good. You keep doing what you have to do. Keep writing the book. Keep writing. Keep writing the book. Keep writing the pages. Keep letting the, the, keep letting the book be written. We'll get, I'll be waiting for you. It's okay. Listen, all of you have jewels in heaven. You know what? But that's not even the most important thing. I told you a few weeks ago, my mom and dad raised me like doing Southern gospel and stuff. You guys have seen those Gaither homecoming videos? Anybody seen those? How many people have seen those? I remember one of the old, really old ones. Not still living at home. There's a song that Michael English sings on one of those where he talks about, I saw Abraham... Isaac and Jacob. But he says, but I want to see Jesus because he's the one who died for me. Like those guys are fine. The rest of that's great. But I want to see Jesus because he's the one who made the difference. These guys have given to my life. Facebook, but I want to see Jesus. See, one day, not only are we going to be living in this place called heaven, is awesome, great with all these amenities. And one day we'll see all the people that we've ever loved that have made him their Lord and gone on. We'll see them. But you know what? <laughs> we'll get to see Jesus. Ah! One day our faith will be made sight. One day we will embrace the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who died for our sins, the one who is the king and the God of heaven, the ruler of the universe. One day we will see him. Our eyes will be upon him. So all of a sudden, the structure of heaven really means zero. It just got really small. Because Jesus will be there. Listen, Revelation chapter 21. Let me read you something. Is that all right? Can I read something really quick? I can find it really fast. Listen. Verse 20, chapter 21, verse 1. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven, the first earth had passed away. 
There was no more sea. Then I saw, then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a voice, loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of water of life free to him who thirsts. He who come overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. That's what it's all about right there. That is it. Jesus said here, There'll be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. That's what I'm talking about. If you need some encouragement today, you need some strength, I would tell you to do this. Get your focus off of what's happening down here. Get your focus on what's going on up there and become as effective as a Christian as you can possibly be. It's the cares of this life that burden you down. It's the things of this life that tear you up. It's the things of this life that mess everything up. It's having a heart towards the things of God and the things of heaven that keep you focused and in right perspective. We've often said, how do those martyrs do that? You read those books like Fox's Book of Martyrs and Jesus Freaks. How they, you know why? Because this stuff here meant nothing. And that over there meant everything. Jesus meant everything. Listen. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Philippians chapter 3. Let me turn there real quick. Philippians chapter 3. All right, this is a new living translation. New dear brother, no, dear brothers and sisters, I am still not all I should be, but I am focusing all my energies on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. Dear brothers, verse 17 says, and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. He said, I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. Their future is eternal destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and all they think about is life here on earth. Verse 20 says, but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take these weak mortal bodies of ours and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same mighty power that he will use to conquer everything, everywhere. Today, I would encourage you. If life's got you down, shake life off. How do you know, Aaron? I, listen, I've had an encounter with Jesus. 
I believe his word. The Bible says he's not a man that he should lie. If he says he's going to go play or place, he's preparing a place. He says, I'm coming again. He's coming again. Bank on it, Jack. Bank on it. Huh? Jesus, God gave us all kind of prophecy lead up to the coming of the first coming of Jesus, and there's still a ton more that keep falling into place. Listen, if he said he's coming, he's coming. Be ready. If I had my towel, I'd go, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because they're listening to T.D. Jakes. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Listen. This world is not your home. <laughs> this world is not your home. Let shake off the things of this life. He's trying to egg me on. It's like throwing meat to a dog, man. I'm telling you, heaven is your home. If you've made Jesus your Savior, heaven is your home. You are not a citizen of this planet. Listen, your citizenry in the United States isn't even all that important. What are you saying, Aaron? I'm just saying, listen, I like being in the United States. I'm glad I live here. But you know what? They don't have nothing on heaven, Jack. Nothing. There is no economic crisis in heaven. There is no concern about what the leadership is going to do because the leadership is always right. You can't beat that. Huh? There's no need for, you know, there's no, there's no homelessness. There's no hunger. There's none of that stuff there. I'm, I'm just telling you, if i got a choice, that's where I want to be. Huh? Your citizenry is not here if you know Christ. If you don't know Christ, we can put you into the naturalization process right here today and get you ready to go. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man gets to the Father except through me. It's that simple. He's, he said it. He's the king. He's the one who rules and reigns. If he said that's the way, that's the way. If you don't know Jesus, today's a good day to get to know him. He is so good. All the time. And all the time. Mm-hmm. He's faithful too. He don't leave. He don't forsake. I'm just telling you. He gives you the best he can offer you here, and he gives you beyond the best. The Bible says, listen, you want to hear a crazy piece of scripture? How many of y'all have a wild imagination? Y'all know I got one because I used to think I was Mr. Spock. That's right, brother. Live long and prosper. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, the Bible says this about the things I has not seen. Ear has not heard, neither has it entered the hearts of men what God has laid up for those who love him. But the Bible says, but he has revealed them to us by his spirit. We just get a glimpse. We're just right now trying to get our focus on that. We're just now just getting a hint of what's going on over there. Today would be a good day to get to know Jesus. I hope we all get, I would be really nice for us to, be, to, get, to get go there on the same train. Wouldn't that be cool? People get ready. It's a train coming. I saw Al Green sing that the other day. It's been in my heart ever since. I guess whole week has been nothing but a heaven for me. I don't know what's going on. Al Green is smooth. That dude can sing. Don't need no ticket. He just thanked the Lord. That's what he said. Don't need no baggage, he said. Huh? 
Just get on board. Somebody knew it. Who said that? Go ahead, Dave. Huh? Al Green used to sing a song back in the 80s, too, that I used to like. I used to, like the words get stuck. I can't tell you the rest of the word, but it said like this. He said, I know that everything is going to be all right. He's coming back like he said he would. And I, I could just... I saw that video when I was working at a bowling alley, man. I was, I was trying to live for Jesus, not doing a very good job. And I, I, remember, I remember that video being emblazoned in front of my face. I just could hear the words. He was sitting in front of the, like he was in a studio, had the headphones on in front of that, that plastic thing. I remember like it was yesterday. I, can hear, I can't tell you the verses, but I can tell you that chorus, man. It just stuck there. I know that everything is going to be all right. You know why? Because he's coming back. Everything that's wrong will be made right. Huh? Everything that's out of sorts is going to come back together. No sickness, no sorrow, no regret, no nothing like that. No depression, no discouragement, no death. The Bible says that death and hell are thrown in the lake of fire. It's gone forever. Huh? Don't you want to go there? Don't you want to be in a place where there's no death, no sorrow, no disease? Aren't you excited about that? You can't get excited about that. What somebody said? If you, if you can't get far about that, your wood's wet. Huh? I'm just saying. Huh? Let's get back to talking about heaven. That is our goal. That is our hope. The Bible says it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. You know what I'm saying? We know we have heaven because we have him. That is our hope, the hope of glory that he lives inside of us. It's been a weird day. It's been weird all the way around. It's been a weird week for me. Got Al Grant Green singing to me here in Russ Taff at Tim Hortons. Sitting here, labored. I, I spent, I'm telling you what, I spent hours this week on a message. I mean hours. It was all right here. I could not get it to come into any kind of like... I kept. I, I did one of those things like you see, you know, paper and you roll them up and you got like this pile of paper like this. I'm like... I didn't get to use it. I finally got it in paper, and it just is just sitting over there. You just—I should have known. I just should have known. Every time that happens, God just does something different. Like, don't even worry about the message; it's gonna be okay. I'm like, I can't. I can't not worry about the message, Jesus. You know what I mean? I just—it's I, not like it's impossible to not worry about the message, huh? <laughs> it's gonna be all right. Stand with me. I encourage you. Do this. We're going to, I don't know, what are, we going, what are we going to do? Huh? Whatever I want. Take, we'll, take a, we'll take up offering as we leave. See, we plan to take up an offering earlier. We didn't even get to do that. It'll be, there'll be baskets at the back doors. How's that? It'll be all right. He's coming back. Let's sing a song. I don't know what song. Pick a song. Huh? Pick one. Do this. Today, we're going to end service this way, all right? Huh? Oh, there's a softball meeting right after service back in the back of the sanctuary. If you plan to play softball, come back there and meet Drew Zikafus at the back, right behind the back pew. Don't forget that. Do this with me, all right? Here's what we need to do. We spent the morning getting our focus on Jesus. So I want you to do to kind of end. We're going to sing a song. We're going to sing. Everybody, go, everybody do this with your, one, with your one arm. Go like this. The first service looked at me and went like, he's crazy. Do this. Now do this with the other arm. Now go like this. Go. 
See, the Bible says, told, Jesus told the disciples, I'm going to send you out to accomplish something. If you come into a town and they don't receive the message you've got, shake the dust off. You've been sent to this world. You are here for a purpose. And sometimes they don't, people don't like what you have to say. Life don't like what you're doing. Satan's upset about what's going on. The people at work don't care. Here's what you need to do. And just shake that stuff off. Because that will keep your focus off of things that are really important. The Bible says the things that are seen are temporary. Shake them off. The things that are unseen, they're eternal. They don't change. Grab a hold of them and shake off the stuff. So as we sing this song, you need to be like, you know what? I'm shaking all that junk off. And we won't think you're weird because we're just not normal. I already told you that once. I don't know what normal is around here. I've been going into this church for 15 years. I have no idea what normal is. I don't have a clue. We're going to worship Jesus. Cast all of your care upon him because he cares for you. Turn your focus heavenward. Listen, I'm going to make this today, right now. Right now will be a good time to invite Jesus into your heart. Right in this moment, this very moment, do not let this get away from you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2, that today is the day of salvation. Listen, he died that you might live. He lived so death ain't no big deal. Do you hear me? All of your sin, all of your garbage, all of your junk, he died for to give you hope and life eternal. If you embrace him today, he will accept you as a son or a daughter. He will throw his arms around you and say, welcome home, son. Welcome home, daughter. He stands waiting for you to get get it right so you can make heaven your home. You were created for relationship with him like my wife talked about a little bit ago. You were created to, to, to walk with him and to know him. Inside of you is this, this, the Bible says God's place, eternity in the heart of every man. Right now you're sitting in this place. You think, I hope what he's saying is true. I hope there's got to be something better in this place. There's, that is what God has already placed inside of you to bring you close to him. And he's saying, I'm here. I'm the alpha and the omega. I am the beginning and the end. If you don't know him, today is the day to know him. Today is the day to come close to him. Today is to grab a hold of him with all of your heart and say, Jesus, I want to serve you. I want to walk with you and I want to get to heaven. And all you got to do is just go, you know what, Jesus, here I am. I'm messed up. I'm sinful. I got problems. But if you take my life, you can have it. I'll surrender it to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Put me on a road to heaven and God, I will walk with you and I will be what you want me to be and I will live the way you want me to live. It's that simple. You submit yourself to him and he will bring, he will do great things in your life. All right, get ready. Do like this. We're going to sing. Get ready. Shake it off. Look at your neighbor and tell him, shake it off. Shake it off. All right? Now, as we're singing, spiritually envision that stuff falling off of you. Okay? Just watch it. Let's go, Patrick. Let's do it. Holy, righteous, faithful to me.
Father, turn our eyes towards heaven. Let us see you, God, in your glory and your grace, God. Let the things of earth grow dim, Jesus, in the light of your glory and grace, Lord. God, we bless you today. God, we, we need you more than we need oxygen to breathe, more than we need food to eat, more than we need water to drink, Jesus. We need you, and we want you. We love you. God, lift up every downcast head. God, raise up, God, every hanging arm. God, strengthen every feeble leg, every feeble knee in this place. And God, energize us with the thought that heaven is calling the Lord Jesus. Heaven is our home. God, we trust you. We love you. Lord, you're a good God. You're a great Savior. You're an incredible friend. We love being your children. Lord, we bless you. Jesus, be exalted and lifted high. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Listen, a couple things real quick. Before I forget, we're starting some classes on Wednesday nights. A discipleship class. If you're new to Church Triumphant, it's a membership class, a, a foundations class that you need to be a part of starting on Wednesday night. There's a sign-up sheet out there so we know how many books to make. There's a, a class on finances. Bill's going to do a class on finances, the, the spiritual side of, of, of money and, and, and what God says about things. Um, we're gonna be, there's going to be a, a women's ministry going on. There's a grief share thing happening. There's... Uh, uh, all the normal youth ministry and Club 56 stuff goes on Wednesday night. All that's coming up. They'll start March 11th. We're also men. Get ready. We're going to have a men's Bible study. It's probably starting towards the end of March. Right, Patrick? Huh? It's going to be a party, literally. We're going, we're going, we've got a, some material that, that's done by Tony Dungy, the former Indianapolis coach of the Indianapolis Colts. We're going to have like a Bible study tailgate party at least six weeks in a row, probably on Wednesday nights, just for men. All right? So that'll be coming towards the end of March as it gets warmer and stuff like that. So get ready for that. Um, fellowship dinner coming up next Sunday night. We want to do a little bit like we would do in heaven. Talk about a reunion. We're going to get together, everybody from Church Triumphant, at the Madison, then on Paint and Fifth Streets, county corner from like the post office or the library and Davis Tire, all right there. If you're not a part of a, a connection group, there's a sign-up sheet up there to, to help you know what to bring. We want everybody to be a part of that, okay? Everybody. Anybody, if, you, if you're not even sure if you're going to come back to church train, but please come eat with us. We'll have a good time, I promise, okay? Um, is there something else? I'm forgetting something. Men's breakfast coming up Saturday morning, $5. Get you a great meal, some great spiritual food. It'll be a, it's a great time, isn't it? Isn't it, men? How many men go to men's breakfast and love men's breakfast? Okay. <laughs> it's an awesome time. It truly is. And you'll be, you'll be blessed this week. We've got a brother uh, from Africa going to be sharing Sunday, that Saturday morning. Crafo de really, he's a man who chased after the heart of Jesus big time. He's going to be sharing Saturday morning. So please make sure you're a part of that. Um, other than that, the ushers are waiting at the back door. Put your treasure for, for heaven in there as you leave. And you know what? Go live with a heavenly perspective this week. Let heaven be your heart and your goal. Let Jesus, sitting in the middle of it, be everything to you. All right? Have a great week. We'll see you later.